Welcome to the Bendy Podcast. I'm so excited to be here, aren't you, Beth? Thanks, Wendy. It's great to talk to you, too. I love to talk about analyst relations. I love to hear other people's challenges, and I love to share what we've learned, best practices, and it's always good to, to hear your point of view and to talk about how we can grow companies through analyst relations. I love it. I love it. One of the reasons I think we started the podcast is because we were having so much fun with our clubhouse and everybody said, do you record it? And we don't because clubhouse started as non-recording and you have to ask everybody for permission before you record. So we decided to do a podcast instead. Here we are. In addition, we had 10 people vote on LinkedIn for a poll. We have to make those 10 people happy. It's a small community. So I hope those 10 people do get to listen. Absolutely. So no matter what time of day it is, we're really humans, right? At the end of it, we're not just AR professionals. I thought we'd start talking about something really fun, like our new large kitchen appliances. How's that? Awesome. (laughs) I love having fun. You bought an air fryer recently. I bought, you- a, I bought a new Cuisinart giant poster oven air fryer that in New York City would be considered a stove. <laughs> so big. I love it. It makes toast, <laughs> which took, it took me a while to figure out how to make toast in it because there's a lot of buttons and dials. We make chicken nuggets. So there's these really healthy chicken nuggets from Costco. We put them in the air fryer and they come out nice and crisp in eight minutes. I have two children, so I'm always looking to make things quickly. Now, normally when you make frozen chicken nuggets, you have to heat up the oven and then it takes about 23 minutes to cook them. So this is like freezer to kids' mouths within 10 minutes. And the children are able to use this device all on their own too, which is always a benefit. Now, there's a lot of great air fryer recipes on TikTok. I have yet to roll up my sleeves and get into it yet, but I'm looking forward to sharing some of my TikTok air frying success with you. I just started doing YouTube Instapot recipes. Now I have to look at TikTok, another to-do. I love my Instapot, even though it takes up most of my counter, my latest creation is They are so good in there and so easy from scrubbing beets to sticking them in there. They're ready in about half an hour and they're delicious. Beets are very good for you too, right? I love beets. I've heard hard boiled eggs are like the king in there, that they're fantastic, but I haven't done that yet. One of these days I'll get to that. Okay, we could talk about our giant appliances, but let's talk about analyst relations. How's that? Love it. Let's go. Today's topic is going to be on working with sales. Because analyst relations and sales, they're much more similar than we think they are, aren't they? They are very interconnected. And without sales, analyst relations doesn't exist. And without analyst relations, sales does exist. But sales exist at a much faster, 
more successful rate with analyst relations. So we need customers, right? We need prospects. We need these conversations. When sales is armed with great analyst materials and knowing where to refer their prospects for objective third-party information, deals close faster. The prospects are more educated, and it's a very exciting area to invest in and to build some complex programs to make sure we're making the most of we're giving them the best information and nurturing them throughout the analyst lens. For me, I found that working with sales can be really difficult because they want an answer and they want it right away. And it's all about the reprint. I want to be in a rating. I want to be the leader. I want to be the top leader. And if I'm not the top leader, I complain as a salesperson. That's what I found. And I've tried to use the age old, just being in the quadrant is very helpful. But a lot of my sales managers, they just don't get it. Any thoughts from you on how to convert that salesperson thinks if you're not a leader, the leader, it's not worthwhile to just being in the quadrant is a success. Yeah. And and I agree with you. I think a lot of sales reps would really just like to be the leader in in an MQR wave. Uh, I think as with most things, it takes uh, a relationship, consistent communication, and really trying to frame how to use the tool when you aren't the leader. For example, I think analysts refer a lot of niche vendors to their prospects, maybe even at a more frequent cadence than the leaders, because analysts are trying to help solve the problem for their clients. They may say, if you are a specific vertical or region or have a very specific need, a niche product might be a faster, quicker solution than putting in a giant enterprise leader. But it takes a context, it takes a relationship to be able to have that conversation with the sales rep. And it takes art in how do you communicate this and provide the context in one slide, so to speak, to the sales rep so that they have it at their fingertips and they can articulate this message back to their prospects, almost at the level that an analyst would. It's a very heavy education process, but it's well worth it. I think sales reps that really know how to talk to their prospects will value. Love it. I've, one of the things that I've always struggled with is the amount of follow through, both on the analyst side and on the sales rep side. One of the things that I've always done is I have a conversation, I pick, instead of going to all the sales reps, I try and pick one or two to work with at a time, build some success and then mushroom out. I also try to have an individual conversation, who are your top prospects, What are their challenges? What is the research that's been written about us that solves those specific clients' challenges? It's a really direct, 
personal referral as opposed to what I call spray and pray model. Yeah. It's not just here's a whole bunch of research, figure it out yourself. It's a really individual conversation. And I try to also have the sales rep tell me when the conversation is with their prospect. Oh, your call with your prospect is Monday at 10 a.m. Let's set up a call for Monday at 12 or one o'clock so that you can tell me what happened with the prospect. How did that meeting go? Did the analyst research resonate with your client, with your prospect? What happened? What's next? How can I help you further? And sometimes, more often than not, the 10 o'clock meeting on Monday turns into the two o'clock meeting the following Tuesday. So then you have to change your meeting around. And then you have to continuously ask the, the sales rep for, uh, for follow-up. And what ends up happening is you, have, you seem like you're annoying, but it's just part of the process. In AR, we're always pleasantly persistent, whether that's with our sales reps or whether that's with our analyst or with our SMEs, whatever it is, we try to be pleasantly persistent. That's great. I think that's going to be the title of the um, podcast too, Wendy. I love, I love that alliteration. Oh, I like that. You brought up a fantastic situation. Like I could actually visualize two people on the phone trying to get their jobs done, right? Like in the calendaring that goes on, you just, you created this story for me and I see it. I would like to to share one lens that I see on this and it's the, it's a characteristic of really good AR people, which you and I both have. And that's, it's curiosity at almost to the level of an investigative journalist. We're constantly asking the sales rep, what would help your prospect convert? We're asking the analyst, what would you, what do you think would help a prospect convert? And these are changing, right? As digital changes, as buying cycles change, as technology changes, these are conversations you don't have once. These are conversations that you have once a quarter. I think the more that we ask and the more in touch we get with the sales rep, their needs, what they think the buyer needs, if there's any way to connect with your customers, that's the pot of gold. What does the analyst think is really going on? Does the analyst see, because the analysts do a lot of work, right? Do they see, I get a lot of traction from video or I get a lot of traction from my LinkedIn post. Some analysts are very good at social. Do we nurture that more? I think the more questions we can ask and be consistent and pleasantly persistent in our curiosity and investigative journalistic methods, the more successful we will be in connecting sales with AR. And that will lead to increased revenue. That's the goal. Love that. And curiosity is in all of the business books lately. Everybody's talking about in order to succeed in life, you have to be much more curious. So AR to the rescue. Always. 